0: Well, good morning. I'm going to do an old fashioned, just from the hip. So, um have been researching, as I said, trauma. Um, I went back to Carl Jung because, uh, well, no need for spoilers. My personal opinion is Jordan Peterson's currently working on a book about God, the niche, nature of our modern malaise, this meaning crisis of Verveki mentions and, and Vandelay is talking about God and uh, Peterson thinks there's a missing <clears throat> piece in the divine. I've talked about how it's just um, faith in oneself, like Nietzsche said, uh, our potentiality. Right? So I've gone back to Carl Jung because I feel this book that Peterson's going to write about God, our need for religion, ritual, uh, the, the divine um, stems from um this inherent need and i think he's just going to rewrite jung's um pieces on this uh, the first one i would recommend you start with is uh, his essay on man modern man's search for a soul uh and you'll see in there's multiple essays in the technical book but the one essay where he talks about um you know our spiritual meaning crisis is apropos. Neither here nor there. It led me to looking into Young's theories of self again. Um, and it, it's perfect. It's beautiful. Because, so here I sit listening to synchronicity. Um particular chapter. This one is uh, exposition. Synchronicity and a causal connecting principle. So this is Jung's idea. And, of course, it went down a pretty deep little hole to see how people don't even understand this themselves. Uh, it really is amazing. I would even say the, the idea of... Ah, uh, oh, the Pauli principle might apply in this, that when people uh, get involved, even of the best intentions. But I love this because this brought me down a deep hole that came to some major insights. So as you may know if you listen... um. Uh, I use the Yijing, the Book of Chains, the Chinese book, considered an oracle or what have you. I use it like Jung, and people obviously misunderstood how Jung used it. I use it just as a window into myself, into my own psyche. Um, And so looking at synchronicity, he talks about again, and I can see why people think he's um, a metaphysical woo-woo sort of guy, because he thinks synchronicity is, well, he thinks it different from what it seems that most people think. Synchronicity is complicated because some people see too much. Um, So, ah, this is terrible, it's difficult. So how can I explain this? Synchronicity is this idea of, when I've talked about Carl Jung, when he talked about Archaic Man needing to connect the cause and effect, so this is what developed out of this need, this understanding. Carl Jung understood that there is something beyond um, anything we could prove, right? In fact, uh, the quote when you talk about this, it's technically impossible to uh, to study. I think I may have saved that. Um, unlike magical thinking, which believes... Uh, causally unrelated events uh, to have some paranormal causal connection. The synchronicity principle supposes that events may truly be causally unrelated yet have some unknown non-causal connection. The objection from a scientific standpoint, however, is that this is neither testable nor falsifiable and therefore does not fall within the realm of empirical study. I like that because I've talked about this many times, that science fails when it comes to something that they can't clearly define or answer. And here they fall again, and they're like, well, no, 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 no. This, is, uh, this can't be done because we can't uh, either test it or falsify it. But that's the beauty of synchronicity. So here's what I wrote. Again, with the quotes, I guess, uh, to give you an idea of where I fall on this. So I call it synchronicity or contextual dynamic relation, that's my own making there, synchronicity is the opposite of trauma. Finding meaning in the contextually important but causally unconnected events. So seeing context in dynamic relations is the opposite to seeing trauma in the same uh, same situation. So again, as I said, a couple quotes. Jung used the concept of synchronicity in arguing for the existence of the paranormal. And I don't agree with that either. I, he argued, and I would change that to say Jung used the concept of synchronicity in arguing for the existence of placebo or meaning in the absence of order. This idea, and again, I go back to quoting, this idea was similarly explored by Arthur uh, Kostler in his 72 work, The Roots of Coincidence. Now, I wanted to read that. That's why I saved it. It says it's also taken up by the New Age movement. Okay, so two different ideas here. The Roots of Coincidence, I haven't read, so I can't say. But the idea of the New Age movement, this idea of believing, visualization, I mean, it's important. I talked about this, that I believe um, the mind... Uh, tends to what you marinate it in. So if you think positively, but in this case it fits because if you look at this idea that we t- use um, dynamic contextual information uh, uh, to benefit uh, ourselves in our direction, it, it, it might not even be uh, correct truth, empirically uh, correct, but it is data, uh, dynamic Uh, data that serves to give us direction, right? So I read about being unlike magical thinking. It's it's outside the realm of empirical thinking. Well, it's outside the realm of empirical thinking because they don't want to talk about things like placebo, this 55% rule, this idea that if you fake it, you can make it. It's weird. I go on with my quotes here. Jung stated that synchronicity... Events are nothing but chance occurrences from a statist- statistical point of view, but are meaningful in that they they may seem to validate paranormal ideas, and again, I wouldn't, it would validate uh, non-causal ideas, which to the archaic man might seem metaphysical. Right? But again, term wars, right? And I go on with the quote. However, no empirical studies of synchronicity experiences based on observable mental states and scientific data were conducted by Jung in order to draw his conclusions. And that <laughs> is literally, and I looked it up, it's actually a, a quote from, uh, from a, what is it, a Journal of Pseudoscience, Volume 1. I don't know if they had a Volume 2. Um, and it was just hit pieces pretty much written by, you know, people who wanted to make fun of something arguably they may not have understood or they found uh, challenging. We're in an, an age now, days that that's not uncommon. I go on with a quote, though some studies have since been done in this area, it says, see studies below. While a given observer may subjectively experience a coincidence as meaningful, this alone cannot prove any objective meaning to the coincidence. It can't prove the meaning, not an objective meaning. But that's why we say this is a dynamic relationship and contextual. Again, you can see how they don't understand it. One, he says, well, Jung wasn't able, and there's been some studies since, but don't mention the fact whether or not this is supported, Right? So, he goes on and says, um, these, uh, serve to explain coincidences such as synchronicity experiences as chance events which have been misinterpreted by confirmation biases, spurious correlations, or underestimated probability. And what I added was, follow me on this, or it's the relevant knowledge. Right? Insight. I mean, um, struggling for a perfect example here is if you see meaning and it provides benefit does it matter if it's confirmation bias? Is it still spurious correlation if it gives you hope and drive and succor? And this underestimated probability. The only thing I go back to is what Nietzsche said. We are the Ubermensch." Um, it's our underestimated probability that holds us back. And I go on, and this led me to something called dynamic systems theory, which is something they use to explain synchronicity. This is some of the study, uh, modern science, that they were referencing that might... Um, give credence to this uh, idea. But I think Jung was not talking about science, was not talking about the mind or metaphysics, but he's talking about it all. I've talked about this myself, that I think that one of the greatest mistakes that science or mankind ever made was separating philosophy from science, from religion, from the psyche, My psychedelic, the mind revealed We can't achieve any of these without revealing the truth. So this is where dynamic systems theory comes in. We use context, and this is, I believe, what I wrote. We must use context and faith, or face apathy and freeze. And it talks about variability as information. right. So people, in this is quote, people routinely show this kind of variability in behavior, rarely performing at a single fixed level consistency. All behavior emerges through interactions between person and context. Well, it's uh, influenced. All behavior is influenced, right? And emerges because the self is emergent, therefore behavior Uh, emanates from the self, which is emergent. Therefore, yes, all behavior emerges, true, but is simply uh, informed by both the self and the environment. And I go on with, quote, sorry, I apologize. Thus, performance varies dramatically and systematically depending on many factors, such as arousal level, emotional state, task demands, and assessment Conditions, to name a few, and I argue this is where I went and uh, titled my piece that synchronicity is the opposite of trauma because here we can see, right, your arousal level can actually block your um, grokking of of uh, uh, salient uh, information, your data, your your contextual uh, guidance. As it goes on, it's beautiful. So the skill is both present and absent. And I'm quoting again. Depending on the context. In other words, it is dynamic. The importance of support is hardly controversial. Again, I jumped, but still quoting. However, when studied through the lens of dynamic systems, contextual support can reveal surprising facts about learning. And I added community and support for trauma. Right? So we can see this again, right? uh, one of the greatest um, gauge of success when it comes to addiction, trauma, um, growing to adulthood successfully from any childhood, but particularly from a challenging childhood, uh, community, support, um, and obviously contextual uh, understanding. Right. That's why. Again, what did I uh, title it here? Contextual dynamic relation. So, if you have um, a broken dynamic, right? If you've been taught to fawn, or feign, or flight, or freeze, or fight, in a situation that doesn't require such, that would only maybe hinder. That's where arousal level, emotional state task demands and assessment conditions come in. So trauma can disinform, right, this, um, oh, geez, what, what do we call it? It's a Greek word for um, practical knowledge. Um, it's debwiwin uh, in Anishnabe moan, which is the Ojibwe uh, language, the Anishnabe language. Uh, It's practical knowledge. This idea that it only becomes insight when you uh, integrate, learned from others. And this is another theory here, this idea that we learn in a community, right? Because we don't learn language by listening. We learn, sorry, we don't learn language by speaking. We learn language by listening, right? So we try to speak, Bonjour, bonjour, and we're cracked it. Oh, it's bonjour, bonjour, right? This idea of learning through community. So I'll go on. Dynamic systems theory offers a powerful concept or powerful concepts and tools to capture the stability of behavior over time and explain why a young child reads better for his parents than his teachers. That's it, an oversimplification oversimpl- because there's, there's mindfulness, there's support, uh, community, and there's interest, right, because it's usually a book that the child's more interested in or vice versa, the teacher's trying to uh, challenge the students. So um, you're seeing a little bias here again. But so this explains, explaining stability and change together uh, is a key strength of dynamic systems theory. So this is how I rounded it off. And I said, well, it, it uses the three body problem as the cause for the effect. I feel it's the order in the chaos. We accept the contextual information is valid, and proceed with confidence. Faith, Shraddha. That's confidence and devotion in the path, which you follow, right? So we're arguing here that the systems are too complicated, too dynamic, ever evolving, ever changing. That by the time we observe, it's already too late for you know an understanding, a complete contextual. Understanding of the entire dynamic environment. So you just accept, accept it, acceptance. So you're not attaching to either your expectations or your experience. And therefore, you can either heal, prevent, or, uh, you know, completely eliminate trauma. It's this idea, again, Friston's free energy. You sit not surrounded by, um, the assurance of community, that's where knowledge and expertise comes from, more so than uh, self-directed knowledge, is a community of like-minded giving support. So in the end, synchronicity, arguably one of the most important aspects of the uh, human creature, because I've been talking about Marshall McLuhan's theory, um, two of them may have come to pass. One that we might begin to replace technology just because it's new. We didn't review whether it was um, a benefit, if it was replacing an older technology, is it, is it, is it uh, an, an advancement forward instead of just replacing it wholesale? And the other argument that he had was that there might come a time where both generations, the old and the new would struggle to find their grammar. Their grammar, I apologize. They would struggle to find their grammar. This this language, this dynamic, this protocol, uh, didactic, this way of existing with each other, with oneself, with technology, with the world. He predicted there would come a time when both generations, and I argue he didn't even realize that we would have multiple generations, right? Great-grandparents interacting with grandparents and and parents and children. It is a multi-generational struggle for grammar. So, again, dynamic systems theory might help us. Is it metaphysical thinking? Sure, if you see it that way. I see it as simply... Having faith in oneself, as Nietzsche once called, right? If you remember to take his two quotes, that if uh, the deity is deceased, long live the ubermensch, he's not um, disenfranchising us from our potentiality. I'm sorry, I'm trying to sound like all these other snooty People, but he's not trying to separate us from our potential as this image of the God, that we are the template of our gods. So when he calls that we have defaced the images of our gods or we have um, deified, the idea here is when he quotes that the creator wants fellow creators, not worshipers. That's all we're asking for here, right? When you see that the system is in such a state of flux that you are either confused by the chaos or you're encouraged by the order. It's what you perceive. It's what you attach to. It's what you um you embrace. So arguably, it does sound pretty darn metaphysical, fake it till you make it. But I mean, that's what faith is. You have confidence uh, and commitment in whatever uh, path you choose uh, to follow, right? But again, uh, you need to be rational and apply uh, reason. But there's a certain amount of faith, right? There's that 55% rule, that placebo. So we can ignore that there's something metaphysical to the human creature, be it that we can just convince ourselves that something is so real that we can, we can embody it and make it real. We can actually put cancers into remission. With simple, positive thinking. It's really quite crazy. But we can't really prove where it comes from because of this idea of dynamic theory. There's too many things going on. This three-body problem. It's just too many variables for us to to see. Now that's what I talk about here. That's where I see the problem is. So, if you look at this, just like I see uh Buddhism impermanent as a positive thing, I saw Nietzsche as a very, very positive person, not a nihilist or an existentialist in in the uh the common definition. I saw it as very uh uplifting potential right it's not limiting, so when you stop and you see um it has a positive thing. It's, it's doubt in a positive way. That's why I talk about faith sustains in the face of doubt, right? Because it's not faith if it wavers in the face of any doubt, right? Because if you are committed and confident, then you can conquer any doubt. I know it sounds like... Um, a platitude or a cliché, but that's how this fits. If you look at the disorder or the complicated cause and effect that is the universe and you just see confusion and fear, that's what you're going to see. Just like Tipper Gore saw in the lyrics of Twisted Sister that Dee Snyder, <laughs> very... um simply uh, explained that that's what she was looking for, so she saw it. The same thing here. When you look in the chaos, do you embrace the order that you can have faith in, or do you lose your faith in the chaos? The choice is yours.